0: All right, everybody, welcome back in to the Stewcast. It is part two of our March Madness preview, part one on our boy Rob's new channel, Philly Mongos. Me and Spencer got into it, uh, still heated over the Seton Hall comments. Um, and uh, we may not be friends anymore over it, but it's okay. Check that out on part one, Philly Mongos, wherever you get your, well, actually not wherever you get your podcast. I think it's everywhere except Apple currently. Uh, So that's exciting. Big week ahead, Friday night, Rayvon Sports. Join me. Download the app. Join me. And uh, some of our guests, I think, will be making an appearance in here as we talk Michigan State Davidson. Go green. Um, We covered that game on part one of this show. Uh, So join us. And then coming up, we got Matt Bernier breaking down some of his uh, algorithm plays. Uh, what we talked about last week, but let's hop right into it. Our guest, my, my, my co-host, my partner all season long on college basketball hosts the Redboard rewind. He's a, he may, he may just adopt Seton hall as his school of choice. Spencer Luganville.
1: I already got that sweet pirate tattoo right on my lower back. You already know it. Um, fr- first game, obviously just went, went final, man, what a rock throwing fight that one was. Just a lot of bad, bad ball handling. And I think the right team won, surprised by the amount they won by. I think that that having those games and having that experience in the in the dance really does matter to some teams, and I think it really sprung through in the second half in this last game.
0: The reason why I bet Texas Southern in that game was experience, like you said, They they lost this game last year, real tight game against Mount St. Mary's um but you look at texas southern this year they played a crazy schedule non-conference and remember if we go all the way back this is a team that beat florida at florida this is a talented team so i like texas southern here don't like them in their next game but it is what it is. Uh, and joining us, as usual, yearly occurrence at this point for March Madness, Justin Money Munson. He is Tom Izzo's eighth favorite student assistant coach ever. Uh, Justin, how are you?
2: I'm great, buddy. Glad, uh, glad we finally made it to March, and we're uh, we're able to take part in this great tournament.
0: Yeah, it's it was a uh, it was a slog um but let's start off with the east and you know it, it's it's baylor norfolk state uh, i kind of like baylor laying the points here uh spencer the me horrible what do you got on this uh
1: i don't really have much on this i'll give real quick uh obviously the line 21 and a half i'm not gonna take big point spreads even though number ones always seem to beat number 16 except for the one game um, shout out umbc right now i have 55 percent of the bets at 54 percent of the money going to norfolk state obviously that'll change there's still two days obviously we still have a bunch of public money to go on it so some people do like getting the points in this matchup for me overall i just these are not the games i'm i want to you know put even half unit bets on in this tournament that they're not games that i really feel comfortable with this side of the bracket this little region is the death region, though, for sure, hundred percent.
2: Money. Yeah, obviously, um, Baylor's defense uh, makes that spread somewhat realistic in my mind, but I, I would lean more towards the under if I if I had to put a bet on this game. But um, like you guys said, it this is probably one I'm I'm probably not playing.
0: All right, next up, North Carolina taking on Marquette, the Fighting Shaka Smarts. Money, what you got here?
2: Yeah, I'm actually leaning in the, the fighting shock of smarts. I think the pressure that they can, um, they can put on teams will, will really frustrate North Carolina and their, and their guards, uh, get them some turnovers um, for some easy buckets. I like, I like Lewis and his improvement this year uh, from, from Marquette, as well as Marcel, the, the transfer from, from Maryland. I think his senior leadership um, gets this first-round game in the bag for him. Spencer.
1: I think overall, when you look at this game, this is a fast-paced game. I'm not one that plays over-unders. Uh, at 152, it's such a big over, though. I, I think, for me, I'm going to wait till that 12-minute TV timeout, kind of reassess, go back where it is. I think the line's probably spawn. It's probably about a possession game. I know Marquette's not the best rebounding team. They're actually probably one of the worst in, uh, in the Big East. For me, this is going to be a pass, but it's probably going to be one of the, the more exciting – opening around games where I think that it's definitely not going to be a blow. It's going to come down to that last shot. I
0: like Marquette here. I think Shaka smart as a dog is always a good play. Uh, And like you said, money, this press is, can really stifle teams. I remember uh, Marquette beat Villanova. They have some good wins on their resume, especially as a dog. Shaka seems to do well, even though the tournament's not really his thing. Um, I'm going to lean with Marquette. Next up, St. Mary's taking on the winner of Indiana-Wyoming, which is tipping uh, any moment now. I'm um, I, I I'm, assu- I'm going to assume that Indiana goes through, but either or, I, I love the Gales. I think the Gales are much better than Wyoming, much better than Indiana. I kind of hope Wyoming wins and we get Wyoming- uh, st mary's because st mary's will clobber them uh spencer your thoughts
1: not much here obviously because we don't know who's going to win that indiana wyoming game i don't even have numbers for obviously who's betting what because this game hasn't occurred yet that's tipping off right now i haven't seen a lot of Mount st mary's obviously stew you like them for me it's a small small lean indiana if they do get through with, with just how good they're off, with how good their defense is but i'm gonna play the wait and see approach
0: St. Mary's with elite defense, elite defense. Uh, Justin.
2: Yeah, you uh, you stole my line right there. Their elite defense, I think, uh, can handle, you know, either team that comes out of there. Um, it would be exciting to see Indiana's defense match up with theirs. I think you're, you're looking at a really low over-under in that game. Do you remember,
0: that- hey, Justin, do you remember when Wisconsin played St. Mary's and it was just a rock fight? to steal a line from Spencer, an absolute dog fight, 55, 51, I think type game. Uh, do you remember seeing that in the non-conference? Uh, it was back in November.
2: Yeah. The most uh, boring game in the history of basketball, right?
0: Yeah. It's set it's basketball back 47 years.
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, if you're, uh, if you're a basketball junkie, and you like defensive basketball, that might be the game you want to watch. But, um, yeah, I think, uh, I think St. Mary's defense is going to, going to carry them to the next, next round, whoever they play.
0: I agree. Uh, the Bruins have used UCLA. I almost, I almost made a full pod there. UCLA taking on the Akron zips. Uh, UCLA laying 14 here. I don't know guys. I thought the Mac was actually really good this year. And I thought Akron Towards the end, I mean, they went through Buffalo, they went through Toledo, they went through Kent State, who really, I mean, that hurt my feelings because I had a big Kevin Kisner, uh, Kent State (laughs) to win the MAC tournament uh, parlay, which would have been real nice. But uh, that aside, Akron just kind of demolished them in a really heated, contested game. Uh, We remember back Akron and Kent State got into a brawl on the court. Uh, Kent State had a bunch of guys uh, suspended for the first half because of uh, some, you know, uh, colorful comments, uh, some very negative stuff coming out of their locker room on Instagram Live. Always a great place to, you know, share your thoughts. Uh, Spencer, what do you got on this?
1: I, I think overall, I'm just looking at some stuff on Haslam. Both the teams like to play pretty slow. 295 for UCLA in pace, three. 53. So bottom five in the country for Akron. I feel like this, if you're going to take UCLA, get ready to have like a battle of a thousand cuts where they're just going to always take, you know, 15, 20, 25 seconds off the shot clock. And UCLA probably gets it done, but I don't think it's going to be done until maybe, you know, halfway through the second half. I just. I, I lean as one of my stronger leans if you could lean eight and not make it a full play on UCLA. But I just – I worry about the pace in this, in this game.
0: Money, low total, lot of points, tends to favor the dog. What do you think?
2: Yeah, I, um, I agree. I think, in my opinion, you, you let the public bet UCLA up. Uh, bet this one maybe right before game time. I, I think everybody is high on UCLA – for all the reasons that, that everybody's talked about, their, their experience, they made their run last year, they bring the whole roster back, basically. Um, I think I'm going to let this this spread get as big as it can, and then I'm going to take the dog um, to cover, even though I do think UCLA uh, advances to the next round.
0: UCLA not really great this year on destroying inferior opponents. Just keep that in mind. Uh, Texas taking on Vatek, the Hokies. Um, money. I, I, I wish I could bet this game. Uh, I might have to make a phone call to some some of our friends out of state here. Uh, I really like Texas, I, I really feel like this is a perfect setup for them. Uh, what do you think?
2: I disagree. I think uh, they're running up against, uh, you know, kind of a buzz here. You're running into a Virginia Tech team who's one of the hottest teams in the country. I think they've won 12 of the last 15. Um shooting almost 40% from the three. I think that's a, you know, a, a confident team that's shooting it well from outside. That's a recipe for, for an upset in my opinion.
0: Well, you're off the Christmas card list. Spencer, what do you think?
1: Well, being the Homer Texas fan here. Uh, first of all, thanks a lot for that draw NCAA tournament committee. really appreciate that. Uh, I literally wanted to puke when I saw who we ended up against of all the teams that I could think of that I didn't want to play. This is the one. And just the whole season for Texas, I know that we went 21-10, but I keep going back to, like, our football team going, we're back. And then we'd lose another game for the college season in basketball. And, listen, Virginia Tech's number three-ranked team in Ken Palm, shooting the three. We played two other teams in the top 25, that being Gonzaga and Northern Colorado. We got rid of, you know, pretty much the non-top-five team, in Northern Colorado, we got beat by double digits against Gonzaga. I'm terrified of this game. Uh, I lean Virginia Tech, but I think I seem to stay off from just being a fan in general of Texas. It's going to confuse me too much to even try and put leaders in on this game.
0: All right. The Purdue Boilermakers hope to get past the first round this year, not pull a North Texas as they take on the Ivy League winners, the Yale Bulldogs. Uh, Spencer, 16 points, I'll, You know, going back to that UCLA game, uh, a lot of points to lay. Are you going to lay them?
1: I think this is the exact opposite way. When I look early at the money, it's nearly 50-50 on tickets, but it's 92% to 8% in the money, plus 42 for this Purdue team. Obviously, probably would have been better to get the line when it first opened up. Now I think it's up as high as, you know, 16. So it's only up half a point from yesterday when I was capping, but it's going to go higher. Uh, for me, this is a first half and full game. I think they just blow this team out of the water.
2: Munson, yeah, I'm I'm all over Purdue on this one. I think uh, I think their size um, really flexes, and and Ivy goes goes crazy in his um, his pursuit to show that he's uh, you know one of the best players in the in the country.
0: All right, a game. My one of the games I'm most excited for on opening day. The Racers of Murray State taking on the Dons from San Francisco. Money, uh, I got a team in here. I got a team I love in here. Who
2: do you like? This, this was one of the tougher games uh, in the bracket for me, honestly. Uh, this is going to be an extreme watch, uh, really get up and down. I know everybody likes Murray, Murray State and their undefeated, uh, you know, conference slate that they went through. But I, I actually lean the Dons here i um, going to take a shot on the West coast, uh, West coast team. Uh, see if, uh, see if J- Jamari Bouye can, uh, can carry him through.
0: All right. Well, you're off next year's Christmas card list as well. Spencer, come on, bring it home. Bring it home, buddy.
1: This is the highest rated game, uh, for Ken Palm for the day. It's kind of interesting when looking just really quick, uh, we have a little bit of sharp money coming on in San Francisco, uh, Action Network tokens, there's at least been four moves. But when I look overall, I just what's been happening 85% of the money is on Murray, 68% of the tickets. Uh, to me, I want to go with the money, even if it ends up going the same way as, as the public. For how close this game is, everyone has kind of said, you know, oh, San Fran's going to be that good team coming out. And I feel like every time they try to step up against solid, solid competition, They've kind of gone back down. I know they have a couple wins, but, like, everyone thought they were going to, you know, be the one to upset Gonzaga. I, I think Murray State, for how difficult everyone thinks this match is, it's Murray State's offense is 35th in the country to, uh to San Fran's 19th in defense. I, I think this game is wide open. It's a pick um Don't take points in this game. Just take the money line on either team you like. I
0: love Murray State. I love Murray State. Uh, I bet them heavy, and and the reason why is because when you look at their resume, beat Bellarmine, beat Long Beach State, beat Memphis, beat Middle Tennessee, beat Chattanooga, was in the game the whole way against Auburn. I, you look at San Francisco's resume, and it's it's not pretty. I mean, it's just not. I mean, they, I watched them play earlier this year against Loyola Chicago. You know, you look and you say, oh, they beat Davidson by five and they beat a Towson team. They A nice win at UAB earlier in the season, but really didn't play anybody, did not play anybody. And the teams they went up against that had talent, that had athleticism, they lost. And I think Murray State has all that in spades. Uh, I, I like the racers here uh maybe a win for horse racing on in a week in a month in a year where there's not many wins for horse racing so let's go racers uh we're gonna wrap up the east with uh kentucky taking on the peacocks of st peter's kentucky laying 18 uh spencer take it away
1: so it was interesting with this draw, right? So St. Peter's is going to be the best defensive team overall that Kentucky plays based on analytics. And I thought when looking through I'm like, of all the two draws they can get, they end up against Toshibu. If this line gets much higher, like right now I can get 18 on FanDuel. If it gets to like 18, like even 19, 19 and a half, I, I might just be forced to play St. Peter's. I think it's very telling right now as well that I'm seeing 60% of the money on Kentucky and 40% on St. Peter's, I would think it would be more like thirty for how much of a national team Kentucky is. People are betting St. Peter's, and I think that overall coming into this that they, I just think that the defense might stifle Kentucky a little bit, and this could get really interesting late into the second half.
2: Money. Yeah, I, I if I was betting, I, I think I'm, I, I might, I might take the dog here to cover a um, I just I think it's going to take some time for Kentucky to to get the ball rolling here, but I do think um, that they're going to advance. Um, you know, hopefully Ty Ty Washington starts playing better at the point for them and um, can really get that offense going. Because if they get going up and down, uh, they can be dangerous. I do think I do get a little nervous with them in the next round before ultimately getting beat by Purdue uh, in the Sweet Sixteen. But um, I think they can they can make a little run out of that maybe the first weekend here if they uh, if they start to play well.
0: I, I look at st peters and spencer you brought it up really solid defense um but man the mac is one of those bottom level mid-majors where whoever's coming out of it i just don't trust them i think kentucky just stomps on them i i don't know oscar sheepway may have 50 rebounds in this game he just may i like i I, I don't know. I don't know what stops him. I think he has a field day. He does whatever he wants. Can I, I'm going to take Kentucky laying the points. I, I just think St. Peter's, this is a game, you know, you'll lose by 16 to Providence. You lose by 21 to St. John's. You're playing a whole different animal. Kentucky makes threes. They hit free throws all of a sudden and they played pretty solid defense. So I, I think this is a get right spot for Kentucky uh, and, and starts him off and uh, contrary to you money I, I like Kentucky going further than Purdue so we'll see what happens we're going to take a short break come back with Matt Bernier uh, talking some of his algorithm plays and he gives out a really nice 14 to 1 shot for the golf tournament this weekend he's red hot folks I, I'd stay tuned and, st- and stay listening maybe write down on a piece of paper who, who he says, uh, I already bet him. I, I'm i going to make you guys listen to the show to find out because uh, I'm that kind of host. And then on, on the other end of that, we'll be back with the Midwest right after these words. All right, making a triumphant return off last week's episode. I mean, he. it's almost like... If, People say he has a crystal ball. I don't think so. I think he's got a crystal brain. What a just—he's—he's he's basically the best handicapper there is, there was, there ever will be. The Bret Hart of handicappers, Matt Bernier. Thank you for Kevin Kisner.
3: Well, I mean, to be fair, I—we can't go full take a bow, pat yourself on the back because because he didn't win. But um, boy, and to be fair though, when you go and, and I don't know anybody you know, if they paid attention to it at all. I mean, he really got the worst end of it as far as the weather weather, for round two is concerned. And you even said that last week. And of course, now I was hopeful that it was going to work the opposite way where, you know, the guys in the afternoon wave to start we're going to be the one or excuse me the early late on friday we're going to be the ones that really got screwed instead they didn't really get a ton of golf in on friday to begin with it just all went sideways but look it was a good run he is certainly a horse for course um and it's nice when things work out i mean i've, I've got a number of different messages you had mentioned you had him kind of across the board i had somebody else send me a note saying that they played him top 10 and you know it's always nice when a price can connect. Uh, I told you right before we started. I'm not nearly as creative this week, um, but I, I think Colin Morikawa. I, I think he should just, based on how he's played at comparable courses in the past. I think he should love Innisbrook. I think he should love the Copperhead course, and uh, I, I think he wins Valspar. I've already got my bets in for him to to get the job done. He's only fourteen to one, but um,
0: far I'm cry from two hundred. Far far cry from two hundred to one, but I think he's got a big chance this week. Hey, 14 to one is still uh that's a nice little uh, shot in the dark there. And obviously you do your work. So not really shot in the dark, uh, playing the odds there. I love it. Colin Morikawa, he's got my, he's he's going to grab a few shekels left over from my Kisner winnings. <laughs> um, but like we said last week, if folks, if you missed uh, me and Matt's conversation last week, went over a little bit of his, uh super secret 23 different flavors and ingredients uh algorithm that he's got that has been like pretty i I think summing it up what we got to was it was a pretty successful year um ended up money plus money um going into the tournament now we we have a different animal uh what's your what's your algorithms telling you what are things that you're looking at to play this week
3: Well, I I mean, unfortunately, a lot of the first round games for me ended up being on the chalkier side. You just, I I think you needed to get to a point where if you had a game that was relatively tight, you needed to decide if it was worth going against the, you know, whatever the numbers spit out and, and taking a shot on a price. And when I say a price, most of the things that came up, I don't want to call them the captain obvious ones, but we're at a point now where it's, I think for the longest time, it was sort of the, you know the fun thing to pick a twelve over a five or an eleven over a six. When in reality, I mean, if you just look at it from a top twenty-five sort of ranking throughout the season, your your twenty through twenty-five teams, those are those are five seeds. I mean, it's not like those are impossible teams in there. It's not like they're fantastic. But then you go a little bit farther back, you can get into the you know what would be your thirties and forties. There are only ten or fifteen ranks behind, you know, what some of these teams just inside the top twenty-five would be. So. So an 11-6 upset or a or a 12-5 really isn't much of an upset at all in the grand scheme of things. But those were the ones that kind of stuck out. Um, I know everyone and their brother is on South Dakota State.
0: Yeah, uh, I hate the model.
3: Providence. Yeah, I, well, that's just it. And, I mean, I understand they have been a little bit on the lucky side. Um, but they're a solid team. To be fair, though, South Dakota State, this was one where I went against the model. I had Providence uh, seventy six. South Dakota State 74 because it was so tight, because it's a 13 over a four. And for anyone that fills out a bracket, I know a lot of people say it's just pure luck. And there is a large element of that. I'm not going to argue to that point, but there is still some reasoning that goes into it. The reason in the first round, I'll be inclined to take a 13 over a four, despite the fact that I think Providence wins. I have either team losing the next round anyway. So why not take a little bit of a shot? I wouldn't call it a full-blown separator but I know most people you play your pools or whatever it is the first round's worth 10 points or two points however you break it down maybe you can end up picking up a couple points there where some other folks would uh, end up just kind of falling in line with the chalk Uh, I do have Michigan winning outright over Colorado State that was before all the the weirdness about the travel for Colorado State came up Um, I've got Michigan winning 73 to 72 many of these numbers are going to be really close to what you're seeing for a spread though so I I didn't think anything was, you know, overly crazy. All the eight, nine matchups were a coin flip. Um, I thought you could get kind of cute with Vermont if you wanted to against Arkansas. Uh, Arkansas, I've got them winning 69 to 63. But again, that's if you're just trying to be cute for the sake of being cute. You know, Arkansas coming out of the SEC is much more appealing than, you know, Vermont coming out of America East or whatever. Hey, the Catamounts.
0: Come on now, Matt. That's your – the, the Their quality, man. The Catamounts. And and one of the more underrated college logos out there. I'm just throwing that out
3: there. <laughs> Um, I will say uh, a 10-7 game that I like outright is San Francisco over Murray State. How um, dare you?
0: Are you on Murray State? Uh, I. You know what? Here, I think Murray State beats them by double digits. And really? Really? I really look. See, I've been watching the Dons all year. I mean, how can you not like a team called the Dons? I mean, <laughs> this is where uh, Bill Russell played college basketball, um, and San Francisco is really cool story. But when you look at what they've done this year um, against uh, some of those mid-major opponents, that uh, you know, your Loyola, Chicago's. Um, certainly murray state would fall in there as well i I think you you see that there is a disparity like 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 it works on paper and if they're playing you know pacific if they're playing pepperdine uh yeah san francisco is gonna cruise um i think murray state showed something when they absolutely demolished a belmont team that is very good like one of the top 10, 15 mid-majors in the country, I would say Belmont is. And they destroyed them. Moorhead State with a future NBA star in Jonai Broom. Murray State crushed them. Um, I, I think Murray State is. And you look back, they played Auburn super hard, uh, beat Memphis. Um, I, I think that's a team. Plus, they're the racers. I mean, come on, man. We're, you're kind of obligated to bet them. Well, and, and look, to be fair, you would know much
3: more about these individual teams than I would. Um, I, I'm just purely going based on whatever this thing spits out a roll with, for the most part. And I guess also, having said that, I, I could be wrong I'm trying to look at it on the fly. I mean, it's a point and a half. It's effectively a coin flip. They're, they're nearly calling it a pick. Um, it, yeah. You know, apparently they're, they're very evenly matched. Um, when I go through and look at some of the metrics, you know, as far as projections are concerned, Murray State. I have them projected to shoot 47% from the field. That concerns me a little bit, just if for whatever reason they don't live up to that number, then they come well under whatever I've got for a final projection, which is uh, 74 to 72 San Francisco. The big point to pull away from that for me anyway, the three plays that I've made for Thursday and Friday, they're all totals. No surprise. That's kind of where I've been living uh, throughout the entire year. So
0: before we get to your totals real quick. You did not see a spread that was with, it, like, that was, you know, oh, it's a pick em game, but your algorithm's spitting out something that's showing three, four, five points difference. Like, these are sharp lines, and your algorithm says that. It's, I mean, if you wanted
3: to try to, you know, really push the envelope, I suppose you could look and say, are, are the 116s a little on the the pricey side? Um, just because it's a 116 and, and, you know, you've got most of these spreads are north of 20, you know, I, perhaps that's a little, little aggressive, but I, then again, I mean, you're then you're genuinely talking, you're talking about the opposite of what I was bringing up with the twelve fives or the 11 you You're talking about the autom- the automatic qualifiers that sneak in. Cause they won, you know, specifically one of the games we'll talk about in a minute, you know, there's just such a giant discrepancy between the two conferences that the teams come out of. And while many of the numbers look identical as far as percentages are concerned, I mean, you have to acknowledge, we talk about class and horse racing all the time. There's just, a, there's it's one thing to earn an 80 buyer speed figure against 10 claimers. It's another thing to earn a, an 80 buyer speed figure against what, well, I shouldn't say that's a bad example. An 80 is an 80, but my point is it's a lot easier to do one thing against one group of horses than it is the other and for one of my games you know baylor and norfolk state many of the the metrics many of their percentages across the board are very similar if you just looked at them and you blocked them out you would say okay well the two teams are you know they're fine enough from three they're not great they're both slightly below average as far as free throw percentage is concerned field goal percentage they're they're both respectable the difference is norfolk state comes out of the MiAC and baylor comes out of the big 12 i mean that's that's a chasm, as far as, and I know it's not that simple, but well, the I mean, point I is. I mean,
0: realistically, the Miac, unfortunately, the Miac, um, is, I, I would say the, the least talented, probably, of all the mid majors. I mean, it's the low of the low majors. One of the numbers I
3: looked at earlier today had them. Had that the second worst conference in, in Division One.
0: Who was the worst? Uh, I have to.
3: I just remember seeing thirty first out of thirty two. Yeah, um, it's
0: down there. The swack would be probably down there as well.
3: Um, so, but those are the sort of things that I think, and part of the reason, you know, that game specifically, spoiler alert, I'm going under 138 for the Baylor Norfolk state game is because to me, I don't want to say Baylor can kind of sleepwalk through this thing and still get through, but they can, I mean, they're just, you're dealing with the chasm as far as talent is concerned. It's a good way for them to kind of just ease their way back into this run trying to go back to back and the idea of they they're much better on the offensive glass than a team like Norfolk state is Norfolk state's got their issues, turning the ball over. You put those things together. I think that equates to fewer possessions for Norfolk state overall and Baylor. They're not a high flying team as far as scoring is concerned all year. They've lived in sort of that mid 70 range. That's kind of what I'm expecting here in this spot. If they can keep Norfolk state down uh, as far as their overall possessions are concerned. I I think under 138, at least that's what I got it at. Uh, The number was 138. Maybe it's moved a little bit, but um, that was one of the plays I was most interested in uh, on Thursday or Friday.
0: All righty. Do you have another play before we let you go?
3: Yeah, I'll give you two other ones. We talked about San Francisco and Murray State. I went over 137 and a half there. And Colgate in Wisconsin, the number was 139 and a half. I could see that going down, but uh, I haven't seen it lately. I went under there. So under in the Colgate-Wisconsin game, over in San Francisco, Murray State, and under Norfolk State and Baylor.
0: Quick question for the folks who who listened to this in the morning before the game ends today. Wright State Bryant immediately moved off 151 in the opening total. Uh, did your algorithm kind of see that too?
3: I had Wright State 79, Bryant 78. So quick mental math, what is that, 156?
0: Yeah, so you've lost. Yeah, it's moved. It went from 151 to 150, It's at 155, 156 now.
3: Yes. So that's yeah. that's basically right on where I have 157. I'm sorry, is actually what I had it at. But um, yeah, I mean, no, no surprise. And you know, I suppose maybe those are the those are the lines you should be taking advantage of. To be fair, but um, for me, so much of it was let's get through these first four games. and then focus on Thursday Friday kind of thing I I will say I guess you if you wanted to look at one of those the play-in games um I could see a scenario in which the Indiana game whoever comes out of that Indiana Wyoming game could beat St. Mary's I could see that being I I could see that happening I've got St. Mary's defeating Indiana 64 to 63 but I picked as far as a bracket is concerned uh the winner of the Indiana Wyoming game the Wyoming number was about a four or five point difference as opposed to one but I, I could see whoever comes
0: out of that one upsetting st mary's wow that is uh if if indiana can make it past wyoming which i think they will um unfortunately um i think we got a little nice little side bet a little morikawa action uh <laughs> we got some to uh, line up there because i love the gales um But, Matt, I can't thank you enough for for spending a few minutes doing double duty back-to-back here. Uh, Real quick, where can people find you, and what would you have on the show cracking this week?
3: Yeah, uh, Twitter, at Bernie underscore Matt. You can find hockey write-ups, Premier League write-ups, and horse racing write-ups over on NBCSportsEdge.com. My show, the Matt Bernier Show, just went over derby preps, Oaks preps, talked a little bit about the tournament coming up and a national championship pick. And uh, as far as the end of the week is concerned, the in the money players podcast, I'll be joining Nick Tamaro again, because PTF is over enjoying the uh, Cheltenham festivities. We'll be going over some stakes action for this weekend.
0: Yeah. I'm certainly going to stop by the church and light a few candles for him. It looks like he's having a real <laughs> tough time over there. Um, but no, you and Nikki, the boss, that'll be great. I'll be tuning in for that. Matt can't thank you enough. Good luck this week. We're going to be back right after this. We're going to wrap up part two of our uh, tournament brackets with the Midwest, uh, right after this.
1: If you like the StuCast, you might want to check out what's going on over at inthemoneypodcast.com and on the In the Money Media Network. We've got a whole bunch of podcasts devoted to horse racing from the player development side to the week in, week out gambling side to the horseman side. There's going to be a show for you. Come check us out
0: inthemoneypodcast.com. And we look forward to seeing you there. All right, uh, Spencer. I I don't know what to say. Matt's going to be severely disappointed in you. But we're going on to the Midwest, the greatest of all the Midwest, as Kansas. We'll start off with Kansas taking on a Texas Southern team that won as we're taping this. Uh, Spencer, we were talking about that game. Uh, did it uh, sway you in what you're going to do in this game, or are you just as you were coming into tonight?
1: In what I said of the previous region we just talked about, Kansas might have gotten the easiest bracket layover except for Iowa. If they can get through Iowa, I think they cruise. Providence is way overseeded. I think Wisconsin's way overseed. I think Auburn is limping into this tournament. I think Kansas gets it done here. They'll probably get it done next round. If they can get through Iowa, I think they make the uh, the final four run pretty easily in my book
2: money. I, um, I couldn't agree more. I think, uh, I think Kansas has got a pretty easy road here to make a, a deep run. Um, I'm a real big, Abaji uh, fan and the way that he can really shoot it when he gets hot. Um, I, uh, I see them making a, a definite deep run, uh, potentially getting into that Final Four
1: talk.
0: All righty. Let's move down to another game I really like, the Aztecs, the Steve Fisher Alumni Association taking on Creighton, the Blue Jays. Money, I know you're a big Steve Fisher guy. What do you like here?
2: Well, I'm curious if I'm going to be on any future Christmas card list, so maybe I'll get one right here for you. But I, uh, I, I'm a big uh, – McDermott fan. Uh, I think what he what he's got going there with Creighton. Um, I know they lose a big player in Ryan Nemhart, but uh, I'm going to go with McDermott and his uh, his tournament success and and his ability to get his team to play. Uh, I'm going to take them to get through this first round matchup.
0: All right. Well, you're not getting a phone call when I come into town, Spencer. Will you be getting a phone call when I roll up into upstate New York?
1: Listen, to at this point, I might just invite Justin onto the show and just kind of take over the show in general, and you can just kind of be like the third, the third piece of the show at this point. Uh, I, I am all, I'm going to switch it, though. Give me San Diego State. I think that loss uh, that Justin mentioned, I think, is very, very key. Also, the fact that San Diego State does play a much slower tempo. I kind of looked up what Creighton does against these slower teams, and they kind of went 50-50 throughout the year uh, straight up. For me, overall, when I look at SDS uh, San Diego State, they shoot the three ball really well, Fifteen, uh, number 15 on Haslam metrics, and they're just very, very good with potential quick points off breakaway steals per 100 trips. They're number 137 for Haslam. Listen, Creighton's 232. I just think that this game kind of gets away from Creighton, and maybe the pace just kind of messes them up a little bit.
0: I think when you look at this game, the Aztecs are the best defense in the country. They are stifling. And I'm going to lean on the Aztecs here pretty hard. I think they win. I think they win by seven to ten points. I know, Spencer, that's a big thing for you. That's probably plus, uh, you know, 400 after our chat the other night. But –
1: Listen, I'll make it real quick with you, Stu. San Diego State is as big a bet for me as Seton Hall was last night.
0: All right. I agree. I agree in the San Diego State case. I think Ryan Nemhard's injury is a big problem uh, for Creighton because I I just don't know that they're going to be able to score consistently. uh, Give me the Aztecs. As we move on to the aforementioned Hawkeyes from Iowa taking on Richmond, uh, Money. You you know this Iowa team laying ten and a half is that too much?
2: I really don't. I um I, I think Richmond got really lucky at the end of that um, that Davidson game. They honestly, in my opinion, you know don't don't belong in the tournament. Davidson should have won that game. Would it would have kept Richmond out of it? Um, they they made plays. They got a couple lucky calls. They're in, but I think uh, I think Iowa handles them pretty easily here. Spencer.
1: two words. Keegan Murray, a couple other words. Full game, first half, crush job.
0: I, I'm I'm going to say this just because I'm 70 miles north of Richmond. Uh, I really like Chris Mooney. I I know he had a really tough year, really embattled season for the Spiders, the team that was senior laden. You got Ko and Golden and Gilliard. Uh, this was a team that had a ton of promise last year, didn't see it through this year. I'm happy Chris Mooney finally won the eight ten 10 and gets the Spiders into the dance here. But I'm with you guys. This Richmond team is just not good enough to, to compete with an Iowa team that's shooting lights out. Uh, we'll see if that continues, though, because they're going to need it to. Um, as we head to Providence versus South Dakota State, uh, the Jackrabbits, uh, one of the best offensive efficiency teams in the country. Spencer, they're playing the luckiest team in the country. Are you going with luck or are you going with efficiency?
1: Um, Switzerland, this man. I mean, look at this way. If Providence win this game, like they're just – they're the luck box of the century at this point. South Dakota, State, everything leans. The public's on them. Every pro capper seems to be on them. So, if Providence win this, you know, just looking, it doesn't get that much easier. And I got end up you're gonna end up against Iowa. So either way, it's either Providence one and done. If it's South Dakota State against Iowa, I think it's one and done. Uh, Total pass in this game. I just this was probably the hardest game for me in the bracket.
0: By the way, just want to point out that uh, Cleveland stayed up three.
1: Mm Okay, it's early.
0: Just saying, uh, I I like I think I got the number when it opened at three and a half. I was able to get three and a half at a book. Uh, I took the Jackrabbits. Um, this game's going to be absolutely close. Um, I don't know. I I agree with you though. The the public's pushing this down to a pick 'em almost. I, I'm going to fade away a little bit more, but I, I'm going to have some on the Jackrabbits, possibly more, but it's it's a close one. It's certainly not a, a strong play. Uh, moving on, 6-11 matchup, the Tigers. Go Tigers! Uh, the Will Waveless, LSU Tigers from Baton Rouge taking on the Cyclones of Iowa State. LSU laying four money how big is uh the loss of such a great guy and you hate to see it happen to him will wait
2: <laughs> great guy yeah I uh, can't stand the man um, I can't believe he kept a job as long as he did so glad he's gone um, and maybe that's my my own personal bias on here why I'm taking Iowa State I just want to uh, say a
0: legend right
2: I'm sorry alleged yes um, but yeah I, I think I'm going to go with, with the side that they don't, that they don't, uh, LSU doesn't bounce back without Will Wade there. Um, they don't find an, any extra motivation. They realize the season's over, don't have a head coach. Um, I see them maybe, maybe, maybe it's my hope that they crumble in this game and Iowa State wins. Spencer.
1: This is a game for me, and just what you guys said no head coach. You're in the dance, you're getting more than a possession worth of points. When LSU, we know how good their defense is. People were it was at one point, like, one of the – it was the top defense on Ken Palm. Uh, give me the points for ISU. Give me, give me my line plus 160 right now. Uh, this is the one game where I'm just not trying to be contrarian, but just without a head coach, I we've all played sports. It's just – it's going to be a weird scenario.
0: This team fell off – the Iowa State being them pronouns. Um, this team fell off kind of a cliff. I don't know what to make of them uh, coming into this. And let's use a team that's embattled. I, this game I have no feel for. And so I'm just passing, uh, taking the easy way out and moving on to a home game. As Wisconsin hosting Colgate up in uh, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Uh, how Greg Gard, may, maybe this is a payment for the, the head slap, not a punch, but look like a punch, but head, head slap from Juwan Howard that he gets a home game here. Johnny Davis banged up. They're laying seven and a half. Spencer, is Colgate going to be able to get the job done here?
1: If I pass the Providence game, and I have a best friend who's a big-time Providence fan, he thinks this game is a joke and that Wisconsin should win by double digits. Uh, I'm going to take a small play on Colgate. Just the fact that the top three-point percentage team, Wisconsin, I, I know uh, Johnny Davis is banged up, quote-unquote. They think he might play. I think he'll, he should be fine to play. But maybe he's not 100%. We know how much that team works through him. Give me Colgate on the money line. Give me them on points. And listen, the line is going down. Eight and a half. Now it's at seven. Bet them now before the line goes to even six six and a half by game time.
2: Money, man, that's a complete opposite take for me. I think uh, I think you're right though, Spencer. If you do like Colgate, jump on it early. Um, but I, I think Wisconsin, I think Wisconsin's the play here. Um, home game as you as you mentioned, Al. Um, Johnny Davis has had a week to get healthy. Um, I think he's going to be good enough in this game to get them through. Um, yeah, I think this home home environment for them is a is a really great draw, and I think it gets them through the weekend. Honestly,
0: I think the big thing about Colgate that you got to realize is that when they play athletic teams, teams that can you know bully them with athleticism, they really struggle. I think they kind of match up against Wisconsin really well, and they kind of want to do sort of the same things. Um, they play very similarly. It's a game – I think you lost your value if you didn't get get them at eight-and-a-half. Uh, and like you guys said, really, really smart play by on your guys' part. It, it, seven's probably the last number I want to take on them. If it goes any lower, I'm, I'm jumping off. Um, so, g- good call by you guys. Let's move on. Trojans of USC.
1: Real, real quick, just to kind of punch that home for me, for how weak this region is, if Colgate gets through Wisconsin, I think that they match up against USC farther down the road, and I think they have a chance to beat them. So, like, for all my darlings of the, of the uh, you know, final four runs, Elite Eight, like, this might be that one if they can get through Wisconsin this week.
0: All right. That's a bold play there, Cotton, but let's, let's see how it plays out as You're right. we got to see who they end up playing as uh, the fighting Lincoln Rileys take on uh, the 2023 national champion in football, Miami Hurricanes. Uh, That's what I read on Twitter. I don't know that that's uh, been confirmed yet. USC laying a point and a half money. Uh, You going with the future national champions, the Mario Cristobals, or or are you going with uh, OJ and USC?
2: Man, if this was a football matchup, it would be one of the highest. They are you know, the same. Touted.
0: It's the same school football-wise. I was just thinking about that earlier today. I, the, USC and Miami are doing like the Spider-Man pointing thing. I mean, it's the same school.
2: Yeah, it's going to be wild. Um, as far as basketball is concerned, I, I don't have a good feel for this game. I really don't. Um, I would probably I would probably lean towards USC just as the favorite. Uh, but I, I really don't have a good feel on this one. This one honestly might just be a coin flip for me when it comes time to to ink my, my pick in.
0: I, I am 100% with you in everything you said. Uh, Spencer, hopefully you got a you gotta pick here.
1: For me, uh, I'm going to lean USC. I think they just have a better defense. I think they're better on the glass. I think when it comes down to these types of matchups, when they – we are we having those two key concepts right now? Looking at it, uh, on the action network, Miami did have a couple had two sharp moves so far on the odds, but 67% of the money is going towards USC on 58% of tickets. So I think I'm just going to be kind of the square play here and just take USC.
0: All right. We're going to wrap it up and bring it home as we finish up with Auburn. And the, Third place Jacksonville State uh out of out of the A Sun. And it's awful what happened to Bellerman. Absolutely awful. They deserve to be in here in this spot, but that's a story for another day. Uh Spencer, I'll let you take this. Auburn Lane 15 and a in a hook. Uh what do you like?
1: I hope they win by 50 so that the line looks absolutely terrible against USC. And I can play USC on the money line. If this team can somehow get through, which they also get lucky by the way in a a super crappy bracket in in that part of the region, if they end up making it down like to say Kansas and they're going to try and you know make that line like within four or five points. I mean, I think we all know who we're going to play in that in that game. Uh, Auburn's going to win this, but I hope they win by more than needed because let's see what that line opens up against either USC or Miami.
0: Yeah, I agree. Auburn's a to me a fraudulent team. Justin, what do you think?
2: I think they're very fragile. Is the word I was going to use? Um, I'm not a huge believer in Bruce Pearl. Um, Wendell Green's exciting when he's when he's hitting 35 footers, but he can also shoot him out. Um, you know, of any game, I do love I do love their tandem inside. Um, hopefully, my Pistons draft um, you know Jabari Smith, but um, I. I, I I they may they're going to get through this one. But like you said, Spencer, I don't know if they get through the next round. I think they're capable if they're playing well, but I just I can't trust them to back them very far in this tournament.
0: All right, I, gentlemen, Spencer, weakest.
1: go ahead. They're probably the weakest two seed in the tournament, right? That's pretty easy. <laughs>
2: I would say they're the weakest, but they, you know, when they're playing well, like think about the first half of the year, if they're somehow able to channel that Auburn team, I think they could be very dangerous with just how weak this bracket is, you know, this region is, but it's just a matter of can they write that ship um, here down the home stretch because they haven't been playing the greatest the second half of the season.
1: And maybe they become so fraudulent. Maybe they get through, maybe they beat Kansas, and then we can kind of get some extra bonus points further down the line. I just don't see them beating anyone else from any other region. What were they at?
2: I I agree with that. I agree with that. Maybe maybe Charles Barkley can uh, get enough of the nation behind him that the line will be favorable for us to bet against him. Well, we know Brian Harson won't. Um,
0: <laughs> or maybe he will. I don't know. He has good taste, uh, allegedly. Um, I can't thank you boys enough for joining us, uh, gracing us with your presence, money. You have forty five children you have to tend to. I'm sure. Um, bedtimes and bath times so thank you and spencer what do you got going with red Boat rewind man
1: just dropped it not even an hour ago it's uh me and marshall sterling on talking some tampa bay derby uh late pick three had some interesting uh thoughts on just bad favorites and obviously the uh the winner coming out of it don't think that one will be uh end up doing too well in the derby picture
0: Shocking, a a horse from Tampa Bay not really being part of the derby picture. Shocking. Um, Justin Money Munson, Spencer Luganville, thank you. Next week, folks, we're going to talk some baseball, and I'm sure me and Spencer are going to come back and uh, talk some Sweet 16, Elite Eight stuff. We'll be back with some more college basketball. But until then, good luck in your brackets, good luck on your bets, and we'll see you next time.